Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. This meeting is being recorded. Uh, did you guys just wake up or have you gone to bed yet? Or have you got your voices back? It's the day after the Monday night game. How are you guys feeling? I'm feeling good. <laughs> Turbo's I'm good. always I'm good. Yeah. You know, so someone asked me a few days ago whether or not they're like, Turbo, are you a morning person or a night owl? And I said, I'm both. <laughs> oh, what a great answer. I'm both now. I was on the broadcast till about midnight. First meeting, 5 a.m. Oh, go. wow. Wow. Bucky, right, for real. Bucky, you do the morning show. You Do you just stay up through that last night or what? No, I took a little nap. Got a little rest. I had to get my beauty sleep. Bucky, you're on morning radio on KJR, though. So did you just sleep sleep through? Not sleep through. I mean, stay awake through? Uh, no, I ended up got, trying to get some sleep. I, I went to sleep about midnight and woke up at three. Dang, man. Uh, up at three with the, our little girl's one, and she got some fever, crazy fever, like oh, 103, four fever. And then my boy, just I don't know what he did. Uh, he's been playing this game like, I'm having a nightmare. <laughs> but he'll come in at, like after he'd just been laying in bed for like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, Homie, you haven't sleep yet. There's no way you've had a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so I got three hours of sleep, kinda, with two kids in bed with us, uh, oh, and then yeah, popped up and had to do the radio show this morning. Savages. Yeah, we're not all we're not all getting eight to ten hours like you, dog. Oh no, man, <laughs> I, I've got my beauty rest going on. Lofa Lofa didn't go to sleep, but because he was partying. Yeah, I I I sent it last night. <laughs> uh, I'm still wearing the same thing I wore last night. Yeah, and I'm gonna crack a cold one to keep the party going. Spin it. Take 12 if you want to run uncut. Yeah. Unapologetic from the club. Yeah. And no politics in this club. Just dirt from the streets and the creeks in the mud. Take 12. Best podcast for the Seahawks. Number one sports talk. Yeah, we got it on live. Take 12. Every episode 12 hot takes. And we repping for Seattle, my place. Take 12. the take 12 podcast on the believe nfl sports network thanks for tuning in i'm lifelong seahawk fan brett davern and he is seahawks all pro legend lofa tatupu back with you guys as always joined on this episode by some very special guests some other dare i say seattle sports legends the legendary bucky jacobson seattle mariner and also co-host of the KGR Morning Show, Chuck and Buck, and then also returning champion, he's been on our show before, Turbo Robert Turbin. Show him the gun, Turbo. Show him the gun. 
know no. what I'm saying? I got the blazer on today. You know what I'm saying? It's all it's business meetings now. Yeah, that come on. That blazer can't hold you. Careful. Watch you out know, with those it's threads. It's business meetings now. The, the biggest <laughs> biceps in all of the press boxes, for sure. Uh, belong to Robert Turbin. Welcome to the show, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, the Take 12 podcast brought to you by our friends at Simply Seattle. Use promo code TAKE12 for 12% off shop.simplyseattle.com. Also, epicseats.com. Big night last night. I mean, we're recording the morning after the Monday night game. Huge night if you live under a rock. Uh, and don't know what happened. The Seahawks beat the Broncos, albeit by one point. But the place was rocking and everything was going crazy. And I already told you guys pre-show, I don't even really have a plan because I didn't go to sleep either. I'm excited. Who wants to jump in? <laughs> I mean, I'll, I'll go quick first. Yeah, I don't Lover. remember much of the game. Um, I just know we won. Uh, yeah. I remember watching KJ Wright raise the flag. That was, I mean, the place was electric. From oh, yeah. Start to finish uh and yeah we can't win with a big win mm-hmm. so interested to hear the boys thoughts on on what they saw last night well i mean i was all i was all around the suites mm-hmm. in the broadcast booth and everything like that watching the game and you know the thing that i that really you know aside from the game itself you know the thing that just uh, that just caught my eye that i could take my eyes off of were the fans like you know i mm. I, I, I catch myself like there's a play going on and I'm still looking around the stadium <laughs> at the crowd at the reaction. Yeah. That's how, yeah, no, I mean, that's wow. how fired up they were, mm-hmm. you know, and it, and it, you know, it made me think back to those days, those championship years that we, that we had when I was playing and mm. just looking around the stadium on the field yeah. as a mm-hmm. player. Yeah. When our defense was out there, like, yo, this shit is crazy. Wow, yeah. You know it it I mean? felt so, electric on TV. It really it, did. It really, yeah. it, I'm telling you, man. And, and it hadn't been like that. Like, we're always loud, man. But it hadn't been like that uh, in a long time. So it was really special yeah. to witness from that angle. Yeah. Bucky, where were you? Where were you watching from? I was watching from home. Uh, after golfing in that tournament, I saw Lofad at Randall Morris's golf tournament. Yeah, you know, it sounded, I mean, I, it, the the... The passion, man, that atmosphere was coming through the TV, but it sounded it sounded even different, not even lo- just loud. It sounded like there was, I mean, the animosity or whatever, you know, yeah. anger, vitriol, whatever you want to say. That's, it sounded like that was coming through. Like, yeah. they weren't just yelling, but the fact that they were yelling boo versus just yeah. yelling to scream and, and make noise, it sounded different. It and it felt different even yeah. watching it. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree, especially watching on TV. I feel like, I mean, I feel like people out there got a lot they got to let loose these days, you know? People have been yeah. trapped inside for a long time. People's yeah. routines have been messed up for, like, some people for years now and stuff. And it just felt like it, whether, you know, maybe Russell was sort of the object of that ire last night. But I think people were just letting a lot of stuff out last night. And, 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 and they wanted a win. Man, right? I mean, you that was first and foremost on everybody's mind. And let's talk about the game. Let's get into it. Because that first drive, were you guys surprised? I mean, you're talking about a guy who's been preparing for this moment for a minute now. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I spoke on the radio about how I had the opportunity to work out with Gino up in Florida at this training facility called the System 8. This was 2020. Mm-hmm. And right before then, uh, we got to be teammates, you know, for, for a few weeks uh, before losing to Green Bay, uh, losing to the Green Bay Packers in the playoffs, 
You feel me? But even during that time, he talked about, man, like one of these days, man, I really want to be a starter again. And mm. so, you know, I went out there to the Super Bowl, man, Miami, you know, I'm going to go train and shit like that because, uh, you know, I'm finishing my season and, you know, you know how it is. It's off season now. I was training and got a chance to link up with Gino out there in Florida, man. And, yo, just the work that he puts in each and every day, wow. you know, like he's going to come into the season like a starter. You feel me? Like, yeah, as if he's a franchise quarterback. Yeah. You feel me? So uh, so he's been preparing for this opportunity every single year, mm-hmm. you know, despite all the circumstances that he's had to go through uh, up until now, man. So not surprising to me uh, because I've watched the work that he's put in. Bucky, what were you thinking on that first drive? I mean, because you guys, I'm sure you went over it on the morning show and everything, but what, is that how you expected it to start? No. No. <laughs> yeah. I I wasn't thinking it was going to be any crazy blowout by any stretch, but I wasn't thinking, I wasn't expecting Gino necessarily to go out and look ba- borderline perfect for the yeah. entire first half. Oh, he looked great. I mean, there's something to, I mean, that, that, the, the, you know, the media keeps asking Pete Carroll and asks all these players, you know, hey, is there anything special about this game coming in? Right. And they right. all answer with the, the PR correct, you know, no, it's just, it's just another game. We treat every game like it's a championship game. But I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, Turbo, Lofa, you guys could tell me more about how it is in, in football. But I'll tell you, in baseball, when it, you start going up against some of your old boys, mm-hmm. yeah, it's we're, we're homies. But then all of a sudden, when it comes time to go get down to it, I want to take you yard in baseball. I mean, I don't want – it ain't like, well, let's – we'll just see who wins and yeah. mm-hmm. I'll hope no, it's there's more to it. It and was turned up last night for sure. You could see it. Like DK yeah. was catching some of those balls, really trying to stiff arm some guys hard. You know, uh, like not that yeah. he wouldn't be normally, but I mean, there was a little, a little extra. The knob was turned up a little bit extra last night, right, Lofa? It was a playoff atmosphere, just mm. like Turbo mentioned. Mm. It was absolutely insane. Um, just two, you know, like the Clash of the Titans, guys just, you know, two heavyweight boxers just going blow for blow, you know, who's going to be the last man standing. It was unbelievable to witness. And and to to the point, Gino, man, unbelievable. Yeah. And this is a guy, like, like Turbo said, been waiting four or five years for this moment. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, and Bucky and you and Turbo know that chances are very few and far between in any, uh, you know, professional sport, but especially at the quarterback position, I just can't say how excited, happy, proud, every emotion you can imagine for Gino to have this moment and then have, you know, the way kick off the season this way. It couldn't have been scripted any better if it was a movie and, you know, written in Seattle. Yeah. So, and uh, I think it's safe to say we're all Russell Wilson fans again. So, you know, we wished he didn't do he, – he still was vintage Russ. I mean, oh. I, you know, yeah, he got his 30 yards. of 40. It was insane. Three, mm-hmm. almost 400 yards passing. He was awesome. And, uh, but to come away with the win was huge. And, uh, and yeah, and now we're back cheering for Russ. Hope he has an MVP season, you know, yeah. unless Gino wins it. But, uh, <laughs> That's true. But, but yeah, man, it was, it had every, all the makings of a, a classic football game. Yeah. Gino Smith ends up 23 of 28 for 195 and two touchdowns. Russell Wilson, 29 of 42 for 340 and a touchdown. But I read a stat or a, uh, you know, interesting tidbit on Twitter that when he has 40 or more attempts, his record isn't all that great, actually. So that whole let Russ cook thing, you know, I, I don't know about that. So the efficient Geno Smith, 23 of 28 for, I mean, only the 195, but the two touchdowns and only five incompletions, guys. I mean, just 
What a game. Yeah. What a game. I mean, Gino's the headline, and he should be. It was amazing. And two touchdowns. Yeah. Both the tight ends that were on our show last week. I'm just saying, <laughs> yeah, yeah, kind of good luck. Yeah. You're no, right. We finally we finally yeah. got our first active Seahawk on this podcast. It was Will Disley. Oh, and Parkinson. If you guys missed the episode, it's last week's episode. He was golfing with Colby Parkinson, so they inadvertently both were on the show, and then they go touchdown one and two. Only touchdowns in the game for us, right? We're good luck around here. If you're an active <laughs> Seahawk, come on our That's air. That's not a coincidence. Come on. Not a coincidence. You want to score touchdowns? Let's go. <laughs> Get on take 12, everybody. Uh, guys, this is going to be a big overreaction week. It always is the biggest overreaction week in probably the whole season. Um, so give me your your giant overreactions, either from the Seahawks game or even just from week one in the NFL in general. Well, I would say around the league, uh, big overreaction. Trey Lance is probably going to end up getting benched Woo! at some point this season. Woo! If not... The, the 49ers could really put themselves in a in a hole there and end up coming in last in the NFC West. Mm. So you've seen enough after one game, huh? I mean, I didn't have to even see a game to know what was best for the 49ers mm-hmm. this season. I've been saying this for months. Mm. Secondly, my other overreaction is that the Seahawks are going to win the NFC West. <laughs> <laughs> yeah! Where's my air horn? Uh, yeah, I love that. There it is. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Bucky, what do you got? Oh, man. Well, it is overreaction week. There's no doubt about it. I yeah. mean, I, I just can't believe all the people that even after now, this is the second year in a row Aaron Rodgers gets blown out. Now, he did lose his best wide receiver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. See how there could be some fall off. But I, the, the fact that people just didn't learn from last year that, no, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be bad. Mm-hmm. I think well, he's more competition but i it's just crazy that people think that uh that, that this is the end of the run for him he's that team's going to be a, a losing team i don't think so well he well, they're gonna have to reteach me then bucky they're gonna have to reteach me <laughs> because i'm gonna tell you right now that uh, the minnesota vikings i said before the game i've been saying for months again they're gonna win the nfc north okay. Green Bay Packers gonna take a step back this year you don't you, you don't lose your best weapon on offense and not even really do a good job replacing right. that weapon. Mm-hmm. Similarly to like the Chiefs, they lost Tyreek Hill, but what they do? They Schuster. go get Juju Smith-Schuster. Yeah. Right. They go get another receiver. Right. right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Right. And then you lose your best pass rusher on defense. Zaria Smith had nine sacks last season. Mm. Led the team. He's on the Vikings now. No, it's mm. not going to happen for the Packers this season. They're going to get mm. Blake got blown out, and they're going like to have that. plenty more blowouts this season. We're on the where they're on the wrong end of the stick. Right, I like that, yeah. Lofa. What are you overreacting to? I'm the same with Buck on this one, and I respect and I do trust Turbo. I've, I've never heard him, you know, make a mistake on here. You know, he's always right. <laughs> you go back he and is. check the, you know, yeah. the stats, what he says. Yeah. So, but I think. You know, it takes time for the new receivers and everything to gel. And uh, the the first, they, their second round pick, you know, and I'm talking about the Packers and Aaron Rodgers, of course. Yeah, you know, yeah. Every seems like every season, the last six seasons, they get blown out in the first game. Mm. Like they lost. I think they got shut out against the Saints last year, and everybody was like, ah. Oh. And then this was where you know Aaron always comes back and just says, "Relax," right? <laughs> yeah. He tells them, "Relax." Yeah. Because there is, there's 16 more games to play. Uh, they went to what five of the last or six, five of the last NFC championships, you know, haven't won it there, but um, it's, you know, they're, they're that they're still, they got Aaron Rodgers, And so I I'm still, 
until someone else, because, you know, Kevin O'Connell and the, the Vikings, they looked great for a first year head coach to go in there and do that. That was making a statement, like Turbo said, mm. and he did call it. But uh, I think there's just still too much season to be played a whole damn near a whole season in, in terms of the last year's <laughs> amount of game, you know, old amount of games. Yeah. But, so I think I think the Packers are going to be fine in that division. Uh, my my well, overreaction. I need to go to Vegas. <laughs> my oh. overreaction. I'm going to keep it Seahawks, man. My overreaction is is I and I like what Turbo said. We're we're winning it all, baby. We're we're mm. number one in the NFC West right now. We're never giving it back. I also, as a fan, it feels better for some reason. Or I don't know if better is the right word, but it felt great to root for Geno last night. It just felt yeah. good. It felt like the last few years that we were rooting not to lose. And last night, I felt like I was rooting to win. I I felt like the last few years, I'm like. Entering the casino with scared money. Like, I, I've got my money. I'm going up to the table. I'm like, ah, I'm putting it down. I, I think I should win. The book says I should win. Everything on paper says I should win. I hope I win. And last night I was like, man, I don't know what I got, but I'm putting my money in the, and seeing so, what so, happens. So, you, so know? you wasn't one of these guys out here talking about Drew Locke didn't get a fair chance. No, no. Y'all, I was on this. No, no, no. I was on this podcast. Man, some of y'all motherfucking fans no. be fickle, dog. No, no, no. Turbo. Turbo, I was on this show. I was on this show saying. We're getting cut off by Zoom. COVID and the whole, then he come out there and ball out and everybody want to start chanting his name and hell. Man, no, I think the hat trick of interceptions. No, that's not that's not me, man. That's not me. I was on here saying I have no idea how any of us can even decide who would be better better based on what okay. we saw in the preseason because nobody even played. I mean, come on, we had more drop passes in the preseason alone than we did all of last season, and last night he only went five incompletions. So, like, how did we know what to expect I, going in? I, I'm ecstatic with what I've seen so far. I told them th- those guys are not going to be in there when when the, <laughs> yeah. when the live bullets are flying. That did calm Facts. me down. You know, and yeah. so Lockett and Metcalf, you know, it's a lot different when they're out there. And well, the and look at the results. And also, yeah. hey, what about everybody who said Gino's not as mobile? Oh, how about last night him ducking that, that sack and dipping it over the top to Will Disley, that's, and then I'm, also that's my point exactly. turning the corner, that's getting my those shorts. Exactly. When's the last time you saw Russell Wilson put his shoulder down and go head first on the sidelines? Gino yeah. was. I respect the hell even, out of Gino him. Gino even looked faster yesterday. But it, well, yeah. you don't do everything you can till you get them triple digit millions. Then you, I bet you stop yeah. after that. That's a good point. <laughs> bet you stop after that too. Your <laughs> plan might change a little after that. Yeah, all right. Yeah, but for real though, we got you. Got to be you. Got to be honest. So I mean, Gino looked unbelievable the first half, and yes. then the half he ends up getting thirty-one yards. Now is that? It, sometimes you can say, well, you got a lead, and it's just protecting a lead. If the Broncos don't shoot themselves in the foot. What he did in the second half wasn't going to be enough. Mm. And so I think there's yeah. an overreaction there. I, I, I think give the dude the credit that he deserves. When they said that people wrote me off, I just didn't write back. That is Ooh. the best line I've ever heard. I love that. And maybe get a shot, right? He gets a shot when he gets, comes into the NFL, but he's he's playing for the Jets. Is it, mm. Does anybody ever play well for the Jets when they get drafted? No. By <laughs> no. And then after that, he's written off his career backup. That's not altogether fair. So kudos to him to keep yeah. preparing learn under the Hall of Famers that he's been backing up for the last eight years mm-hmm. and then come out there and put his money where his mouth is without even having to put his mouth anywhere. He just goes out and does it. But there's a long ways to go. What I saw in the second half offensively ain't going to work. Even this next week against Trey Lance and the Niners when they're not at home with all that, that emotion. 
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Well, let's let's talk about some kudos for the rest of the team also, because, I mean, Gino, obviously, he played a great game, great first half, as Bucky points out. But how about the rest of the team? I mean, Quandre Diggs, that stick Ooh. on the goal line, uh, putting his hat in there on the the short yardage there. I don't even remember the quarter or the, or the minutes or anything. Um, but you, I, you guys know the play I'm talking about. I mean, Quandre, yeah. Quandre had a game. I mean, he barely, you know, he. I think even he would admit he's got to catch that ball in the end zone uh, there over the shoulder. Tough catch, but look, yeah. hard hits all night. And the, how about the defense just hitting hard all night in general? Um, uh, Woolen setting the edge there on the one that his shoulder, his arm went limp on. I mean, he mm. comes up, cracks that guy, and then yeah. also helps make the tackle and then goes off with his arm down. I mean, yeah. the defense was fired up last well, night. I mean, the, defense, the defense won the football game mm. at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. They won the game. You know, two, three, really, three really goal line stands in this yeah. football game. I mean, that's just not something you see from average defenses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This defense is on the verge of really becoming elite. Yep. Uh, similar to what we've seen in the past. Uh, they fly to the football. They played. I mean, they, you know, they, they had, they made their mistakes. But the great thing about this defense from last night is, for every mistake that they made, they came back with two or three great plays. Yeah. I mean, they overcame yeah. all circumstances, and they never allowed any big play or any mistake or anything uh, from the Broncos' perspective to discourage them to be able to get stops. Well, even and the that's long what they were able to do totally. Even the long pass to uh, Jerry Judy. I mean, Kobe is right there. If he right turns there. around half a second sooner it might even well, have been an interception that just kind of got right through his arms there i mean they, yeah. they played great but i think the defense really was was balling out last night to that point when you're trailing you don't look back no, well. <laughs> play the hands and that, that was the you know mistake that made the jerry judy unbelievable receiver yeah but <clears throat> defense all night jordan brooks flying around i think he had mm-hmm. 12 tackles cody barton yeah i was saying he's going to surprise a lot of people every time he got in in years past when he filled in for bobby or kj Double-digit tackles. This time you played the whole game. 11 and a sack. Huge. Uh, Nuosu, new addition to the, the defense. Both of those goal line fumbles, he had a part in. He knocked one out, and the other one, he had the tight end, ragdolled him, and then just got his body in between the ball carry and the goal line for Diggs to come up and make that beautiful hit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, I can't say enough about Diggs. That's, that's you know, right now it's a heartbeat of our, our defense. And, yeah. Uh, Man, well, and, and Michael awesome. Jackson too. Michael Jackson with Both two fumbles. two fumble recoveries, and then uh, hitting people hard. Also coming up in the run game. I mean, you know, Sydney not Jones, afraid to bring it, which hit. is great. And yeah, huge hit. Oh, yeah. Big hits. Oh, how about how about special teams? How about DJ Dallas blowing people up? How about Travis Homer blowing people up on special teams? I, you know, we've always said on this show, Lofa, that like you can really tell how the Seahawks are going when their special teams are flying around and hitting people and having fun out there. And they were they were doing and, that. And, and I was concerned coming in, you know, we mm-hmm. gave up a big return in all three preseason games, two in one game alone. Um, we mishandled every punt. We it, we did not do a lot of good things in special teams. But last night, unbelievable, stellar job. You know, it was it was awesome. And uh, 
Yeah, dude, there's a lot to be excited about with this team, and uh, and they're, they're just they're hungry, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think that's kind of what you're saying was so exciting in that we've seen in years past out of Pete Carroll teams is this is like one of those where we're turbo and the boys we're just kicking ass every week like we're gonna go out there and just beat the shit out of you yeah and I do turbo like this one I do want to see a couple more run plays called you know I mean your boy Penny's averaging five and carry why is he only got 12 carries yeah but I but I do um you know, I, I think that with Kenneth Walker out, I mean, I, I like to see DJ get some some carries. I don't think it's healthy to give Rashad Penny 21 carries or more in a game. I think you keep that thing around 15 to 18 max. I think that's where he can uh, you can get the best out of him. You can keep him the freshest and the healthiest, and that's what's really most important. 12 is a little low. Uh, you like to get at least 15, but I wouldn't I wouldn't even go over 18 with Rashad. But he looked really well in the run game as well, man, decisive. And he's got that feel, man. I, I talked about it last night in the broadcast. Coach Sherman Smith, who coached Marshawn and I and the rest of the running backs, you know, one of the things that he would say about Marshawn is just that, man, you felt like any time he got the football, he was liable to break a big one. Mm-hmm. And you get that same kind of feeling with Rashad, though. Like, you just feel like, man, anytime he has the ball, anytime he gets the ball, it's like, this might be the one he breaks for 60. And you saw that a little bit last night. Yeah. Uh, even on some that got called back, too. Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe maybe he broke it because of the hold. But either way, uh, there were some big runs that were even getting called back. So he could have had even even a bigger day. Um, also, the new guys contributing, Noah Fant. Uh, catching some balls, looking fast. They're clearly, you know, featuring him, which was cool to see. Shelby Harris, after the game, said it's the loudest and craziest he's ever seen an NFL stadium in his entire career. He was like, he has a great, you guys should go check it out, find it out there. Uh, there's a great locker room little interview with him. And he's just, he's like a kid in a candy store. He's so happy and just uh, loving life. And I mean, why not? What a game for everybody. Um a uh, couple of things, though. Jamal Adams, an injury there. Uh, they, I'm reading on Twitter that they're saying torn quad, but Pete Carroll called it a serious knee. So either way, it's a serious injury for him, which is bad news. I mean, he was having a great early part of the game there. I mean, he, he injured himself coming in on Russ, making a play. So, I mean, what did you guys – I mean, obviously, probably uh, hearts in your throat when you saw him go down. I mean, tough loss there for sure. I thought Jamal Adams was going to have a breakout season this year. He was my pick to have a breakout year. I just thought he was going to look a lot like he did – uh, the year we traded for him, um, I thought he was just going to really have uh, an excellent season. So any time a player gets injured, man, it's, it's, it's tough to see. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, Lofa, yeah. I mean, they were – oh, sorry, Bucky, go ahead. What are they saying, a quad tendon injury? Mm. I don't even – I mean, I know what my quad is and I know what a tendon is, but a quad tendon? Mm. What the it's hell? right there, right? So the quad tendon is right above – it's like the, the top of the kneecap. The patella, right? It attaches or right You know what I'm saying? Patella. Yeah. So it's right above the kneecap. Kneecap, kneecap. Yeah. It attaches to the quad right there. That tore. Wow. I, okay. I, I, I think, you know, speculatively. 
you know, that's what they're saying. Yeah. It, it, it looked like on the replay, he comes in on Russ. He kind of gets whipped around with like some centrifugal force, which I think I used that term on last week's episode. So if you guys are <laughs> keeping track at home on your Dakota yeah. Oh, rings. Yeah, define that for us, <laughs> Well, he grabs a hold of Russell's shoulder, but he's moving so fast that his whole body kind of goes flying past him. And in that action, it looked like his legs kind of whipped together a little bit. I'm not sure if, you know, uh, I don't want to speculate, but maybe that's where it got injured or in the, in the coming in on Russ. It's, it's something during that play. And man, it was tough to see him going down, especially the game he was having so far. Um, but that brings me to the other quarterback and the play of Russ, because that's the other big headline here. He was back in town. Um, we already talked about how he was received by the fans, but what did you guys think from a football perspective uh, watching Russ play last night? I thought he, you know, it was typical Russ, man. Yeah. He was he was a stud, man. Mm-hmm. Like he said, uh, ten or eleven incompletions. You know, some of them were dropped. It's uh, guy's amazing, How and uh, I just thought if there was anything to maybe criticize was the the handling of the the end of the game and well, in two minutes. And how do you yeah. not put the ball in his hand? Yeah, when you just you know this is a Hall of Famer, and I think I think it was on ESPN or something today when they showed um, their kicker who does have serious toenail. He can kick that thing. Uh, he, he's only one of eight on 60-plus yarders. Mm. So the decision to go there when Russ, I think they said he's 50% in his career, 57% um, getting fourth and five to fourth and six. So I, I think you know that's a decision they want back. From a game perspective and how we were dealing with Russ, and like, what did you guys see from a football perspective and how we had game planned for him? I mean, did that go out the window when Jamal went down? And, I mean, it was working. They only scored, uh, what, 16 points in the game, right? So, I mean, whatever we were doing was, was kind of working. He had the big yards, but we held well, he him did, in the points th- column. It was the turnovers, man. Mm. And I'll let Turbo, you know, from an offensive perspective, and then Bucky, you know, let us know what they saw. But, you know, he he marched that ball up and down the field. Yeah. I mean, they had yeah. like 400-something-plus total yards. Like, it was, you know, like I said, it was typical Russ. That's who who he is, and that's why he's such a, a great player. But, but the, you know, the turnovers played a, a key factor. Well, maybe this is why he doesn't like to run it on the goal line. Oh, <laughs> shit. <laughs> oh, you didn't. Uh, no, you didn't. Oh boy, got him. Um, yeah, I mean, I, that bend but don't break defense that we've seen Pete kind of play, it worked. But I, that's playing with fire, boy. I mean, because I mean, anybody can say, well, if they don't fumble, they win, and yeah, there's some truth to that. They did kind of shoot themselves in the foot, and the defense caused those fumbles. Yes, but I, I just think it's you can you can bend but don't break. But all of a sudden, if they give Russ the chance to go fourth and five and he completes that pass, which the numbers mm-hmm. I was looking at is fourth and five or less, he's actually 68% conversion. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, that means almost seven out of ten times he's going to convert that. And then they still had two more timeouts if they would have just used their timeouts. If they get that thing ten yards closer and then you kick a field goal, you just got bent but don't break all the way to damn broken. Have you guys heard the clip of uh... – Peyton and Eli and Shannon Sharp doing the Manning cast during that yeah. moment because Peyton and Eli and Shannon are all going, what are they doing? Call a timeout. What's happening? What are they? And like nobody could understand what's going on. And I was saying that on my couch and I'm rooting for the Seahawks, obviously. So what did you think oh. about that end of the game there, Turbo? Yeah, ask Turbo because yeah. he's part of two minute. I'm on the other side. 
Yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure what Coach Hackett and that offensive staff was thinking. You know, my initial thought is perhaps they don't have a go-to fourth down play that they really like. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they haven't identified that yet within their offensive scheme. I mean, it is a new scheme, uh, and they didn't get any reps together in the preseason. Uh, and so, you know, I think Coach Hackett made a, a, a comment after the game and he said that, uh, you know, he didn't really like the way the offense was driving the football down the field on that drive. And that's why he opted to kick the field goal. Well, that just tells me you're not confident now, basically telling me you don't have confidence in your offense, uh, which is really disappointing. I look at it like this is week one. Shoot all the bullets. You know what I mean? Like if you if you go for it on fourth down and you don't get it, well then you don't get it. But you know, I I, I certainly wouldn't have kicked the field goal right there. Yeah. Well, I got a question though. You've been out there in two minutes with Russ, and you know, like what you see the clock going off. I mean, you're a football player. You're in the moment. You know, like hey, we got is anything said there? We got to burn a timeout. We you know we got three of them. We got two left. Like. What are we doing? Because he, if he we used, don't the, make this he field used goal, the two of them when we got the ball back when we were putting the knee down. He, he was calling timeouts right. till the very last second. Right. Yeah, <laughs> no, I mean, that, that, uh, that's on coach, man. Like, I, even if you watch the yeah. game, like the Broncos, I'm, I'm watching, I'm looking at the clock, it's like a minute 30. Yeah. I'm like, these motherfuckers is moving around here like it's not two minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, they're getting up to them, they're taking their time to. I'm like, well, maybe it's because they got three timeouts, but then they're not using the timeouts. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so that's on coach. Coaches are supposed to strategize time management. Coaches need to play more Madden football. They really do because I'm 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 kind of half joking, but also like at the end of the game, you're you're I was reaching for that select button for them. Call the timeout. Figure out what to do. Call a play. Like why why give it back to the Seahawks while you still have timeouts? <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Absolutely Especially wild. when you went out and gave up all these draft books. You you traded us the other players. You went out and got Russell. You signed him to this big extension. You gave him all the money. By the way, you gave him this money so that he would. have have the ball in his hand and have a chance to go win you the game. Why are you not letting him do that? Is it, it, it reminded me of, of being a Seahawks fan for the last few funny. years. Huh? I mean, it's cool. Like, I get it and everything like that. But I just think it's hella funny that everybody always goes to the, you paid him $200 million. <laughs> like, why won't you give him the ball? Like, what, <laughs> like, what does the contract have to do with anything? Motherfuckers well, could be making minimum wage. Like, like, if that's your quarterback and you're in that situation... Let him handle his business. Yeah. You know well, what I'm that's, Well, that's, I think, what we're all saying is, like, I think what the point is, is, like, with the investment, it shows that you have a certain confidence in the guy. So let him go out there and do it then, I think, is, is my it. point. Yeah. Well, you brought up another great point, is mm. that we do have their first and second for the next two years, and that's looking sweeter and sweeter <laughs> by the day. Yeah, it was. Because they are in the AFC West, it which was. is no joke, man. I mean, yeah. that, good luck, man. Good yeah. luck in that yeah. division because, I mean, our picks are just going to get higher and higher with each loss. Well, all right. Last thing for me here, um, another just shout out to the 12s out there, to the fans. You guys were electric all night. I mean, these guys who were in the building are saying it. You could hear it on TV. The players are talking about it. It was it was it was it was just an epic night, man. And and a lot of people wearing our Let's Ride T-shirt. Yeah. We got a lot of people tweeting us photos of themselves from inside the stadium wearing it. Um, my my brother. So a little bit of a personal shout out here. My brother was in yeah. the building last night. 
he sent me a video from after the game of the teams coming out and, you know, people handshaking and stuff after the game was over and the whole crowd's going crazy. And he pans over to the Jumbotron and there's someone on the Jumbotron wearing our Let's Ride t-shirt and holding it up. And I was like a, a proud, proud father on that moment. And it was nice. So shout out shout to the out 12s to for holding Dad. it down. And also, hey, shout out to the 12s for all the pre-snap penalties. Nice to see those back. There was, I think, three false starts and then two delays of games from Russ, was, which seemed a bit familiar as well. And it was nice to be about. They had 11 on the other side. Mm-hmm. That, that, you know, that's hard to overcome, man, yeah. especially on the road. Yeah. Um, last thing. Uh, before I get you guys out of here, we got Bucky here, and we're, we're, we're excited about the Seahawks, and we're excited about this young, hot start that they're off to and the young talent that they got. But there's another young, hot team in town. The Mariners are playing great, guys, and it's looking like even more and more like they might make the playoffs. They had an amazing game on Sunday against the Braves. I mean, Bucky, I just I feel like we got you here. We should talk some M's. Yeah, well, uh, yeah, they go up. They had yesterday off, right? So that was cool. There was a bunch of them, actually, a group of those guys went to the game yesterday. I guess they're sitting up in the oh, fun. Hawks, uh, Ty France, and nice. uh, J- JP was up there. A few of the other guys, Seawald and some other dudes were up there uh, drinking some beers and watching the Hawks game yesterday. They get after it today, two-game series against uh, the Padres, and they're, that's a good club. After that, they got 20 straight games against teams that are all below 500. So, the stat stat nerds are saying there's some 99.6% chance we're breaking that drought and making the playoffs. I don't, I can't go there. I can't tell them. I can't even, my mind can't go to can't we're making it <laughs> until we make it. I yeah. guess I'm not. Would it, be a, would it be a wild card or would it be like playoffs? No, it'll be a wild card, but that not this year, the wild card is an actual playoff series. So Uh-oh. before it's not just the one COVID, game, it used to be a one game playoff. Play route, okay. Series. Nice. Oh, okay. Nice. Cool. Wild cards. So, at this point, they're tied for the number one wild card spot. But those, the three teams that are vying for that wild card, those three wild card spots, there's four teams that are actually in it. Yeah. Uh, there's a. They're all within a half a game, basically. It kind of boils down to if you get that number four spot, that the number the first wild card, which is the fourth seed, then you'd get three home games here for the mm-hmm. playoffs. If you get the five or six. Then you got to go play all three of your road games, or you got to go play all three right, on the road on, on the road. So, wow. right now it's looking pretty good that they're going to make it. I'm not going to count those chickens before they hatch, but if they do, hopefully we can get that number four seed so we get three home playoff games. If they do make it, <laughs> you know, how far can this team go? Uh, there's anything's possible, man. I mean, you know, I, I I would be I'd be a bit hesitant to think this is an actual World Series. World Series contending team because of how young they are, and when the pressure gets ratcheted up, then all of a sudden, you know, you're going to have a tendency maybe more so to not perform the way that maybe you did throughout the course of the full season. Um, so I wouldn't go too terribly far. That said, though, in the playoffs, it's built around pitching and defense and then timely hitting, and that's the only thing this team does. They pitch about as well as anybody in the league right now. Their bullpen is lights out. They pick it right up there with the best teams. And then it's all about if they get that timely hit. And, you know, they kind of come through more often than not. Uh, but I, I I would be hard-pressed to think that they're going to be able to go up against some of those teams. Like the Dodgers have a, just an unbelievable. Now they're obviously in the NL, so you wouldn't have to face them until the World Series. But, I mean, I, I wouldn't put anything out of the realm of possibilities. But I think get into the playoffs 
And in a three-game set, we go Luis Castillo, Robbie Ray, and whoever mm. you want to. I'd go George Kirby at this point, but you could go Logan Gilbert, and Marco Gonzalez is going to throw his hat in the ring as well. If you go any of those three guys – uh, I mean, I like our chances of advancing. At that point, that's where this whole seeding thing plays in. Yeah. I'd rather play the Yankees than I would want to play the Astros in that next yeah. round. And, you know, that's kind of, again, where the ranking. If you play your games on the road in the wild card round, then you're going to get to play the Yankees. If you play your home games and you advance through that series, then you're going to have to play the Astros probably. So hmm. it's kind of one of those six Sign one half. Sign me up for another Yankees postseason thing i think we're uh number one defense still too so i mean behind all that great pitching you know you got the the defense to back it up so let's just hope brett didn't you know jinx us by talking (laughs) to a a pitcher during his no hitter you know i've thrown several no hitters albeit in sixth grade Uh Uh how come nobody talks to the pitcher as i was talking to my boys when i was throwing the no-nos bucky what's that all about because pitchers once you get to the pro level are fucking weirdos They're just absolute dorks. Um, actually, I got some some of my best homies are pitchers, but when it comes to the game time, when they're in their like their nerd palace is just rocking and rolling upstairs, they if they're spinning a gem, you just don't want to mess with them. Just just stay out of there. You know, you all you can do is kind of mess up their nerd rhythm. You know, okay. it's like if nerd was out on the dance floor and finally started dancing, don't talk to them. Leave nerd. them alone. We're getting out of here on that. You guys can find. Uh, Bucky on KJR in the mornings with his partner Chuck. You can also find Lofa on their show having a weekly spot now. You were on there on Monday, right? And then the weekly spots start coming up here and go through the season on the morning show on KJR. That was amazing. We set the tempo for the season. Hell yeah. That's right. Uh, Every Friday. You guys can find Robert Turbin. Uh, Turbo, give out your social medias. At Robert J. Turbin. Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook. That's him. I'm also on the Bump and Stacy show every oh. Friday at noon. Nice. Talking to them, doing my thing. Yeah. Uh, you can find me on Sirius XM Radio, uh, channel 88, NFL Radio. Also, every Sunday morning from 6 to 9 on channel 88, NFL Radio. I'm also hollering at the people on that. And uh, any plans to throw out a first pitch at a Mariners game? Ooh. I've done that. I oh, did that, oh. I think, my second year in the league. So uh, I've retired. <laughs> you hung up the cleats. <laughs> nice. Nice. Well, guys, the, the Seahawks, they take on the Niners uh, in Santa Clara. This Sunday, 105 is the start time. I'm sure you'll all be watching. So will we. Thank you guys for hitting us up on social media. You guys can email us anytime, seahawkspod at gmail.com. Also, the score prediction challenge for every single Seahawks game. Brought to you by our sponsors, uh, Simply Seattle. You can check that out on our social media where you predict the score and you can win gift cards. Uh, there's a million things to update you on, but really, we're out of time, so we got to go. Yeah. Lofa, Bucky, Robert, hands in the middle. Let's break it down football practice style. Lofa, who's got this one? I'll take this one. Okay. Hey, boys, I know it's only week one, but we're in fucking first place. How you like them apples? First place. <laughs> So on three, first place, all right? One, two, three. First First place. place! Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, 
you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.